Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day. Father, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to fellowship you. Father, we thank you for your word and for your grace. Father, we pray now that this word will go out and will not return void and will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' most precious name, amen. All right, so a man and woman was sitting on the beach, and this nice-looking young lady came by in a very skimpy bikini, and the wife turned and looked at the husband, and he watched her as she walked by, and when he looked here, the wife was staring at her. She said, I cannot believe you would look at her. 90% of her body was hanging out. And he said, you're right, but I was being very polite. I was only looking at the 10% that was covered. <laughs> Mr. Bill approved that one this morning. We... I'm good. All right, so what we're going to talk about today, man, is this is a tough, this is a tough sermon to preach because, man, it's, it hits me hard. So if you think I'm after you, you're wrong, this is just for me, and y'all get to listen to it. What we're going to talk about, well, the title of the day is Two-Way Street, right? Um, and then you'll figure it out. It, it, you, you'll get it. It's, it's all good. Um, so if you will, turn with me to, um, <clears throat> hold on, back to the book. Colossians chapter 3, let's start with verse 12. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has grievance against you. For forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. <clears throat> and over all these virtues put on love. Well, what we're going to talk about is the forgiveness part. See, as Christians, we know, right? We know that without God's forgiveness, we are damned to hell forever. And we revel in that fact. We, we, we celebrate the fact that all of my sins has been forgiven. I've been washed clean. That if, when God sees me, he sees the blood of Jesus poured over my head. That I've been forgiven of all of my sins. That, everybody okay with that? What we struggle with as a whole is taking that um, forgiveness and giving it to the folks that are around us. See, that's really difficult to give those folks around us that unmerited love, compassion, and grace, and forgiveness. And it's Mother's Day, and I know, look, I'm not, this is not a motivational speech about mothers, but I, I am going to put y'all in so you don't feel like you got all dressed up and come to church and didn't get to hear anything about it. It is a very good example of what God's love looks like when you see a mother tending to her children, Right? Whether the children thank her for what she does or under, even understand what all she does, no matter how they treat her, no matter how they behave, whether it's good or bad, that mother loves them no matter what, right? That's how God treats us. No matter how we behave, no matter how we act, when the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, right, for us. I do want to tell y'all mothers, just well, since we're on the topic and I'm, I'm already going to be in trouble, it, it'll be okay, that all of the love and compassion and grace and forgiveness that your children don't deserve that you give to them anyway, it would not be the end of the world if you gave some of that to your husband because he doesn't deserve it either. 
because he is also somebody's kid that they tried really hard to raise properly, right? I mean, think about it. If, if your child was in a relationship, wouldn't you want their spouse to be treated with love and kindness and forgiveness and compassion? Okay, that's it. All right, so we have to, as Christians, if we're going to be Christians and we're going to be ambassadors of God and we're going to represent Christ, we cannot go around harboring and holding on to and living in unforgiveness. And unfortunately, every time I preach this sermon, I go back through all of the people that I feel like I have forgiven, right? And here's the test. If you have somebody that's done you wrong before, right, way back when, say their name and then tell me what comes up on the inside. That's tough because I can't go through a complete list of folks that have done me wrong and when you say their name, it doesn't want to, I've forgiven them. And so we're going to talk about some scriptures and we're going to go through a parable or two where Jesus talked about forgiveness, right? It's not my opinion, it's his. But what I want to ask you to do is, is to, a lot of people right here like want to flip the switch and like, you know, put me on mute for the next 27 minutes and, and just smile and laugh when everybody else smiles and laughs because you weren't really paying attention because this is not what you wanted to hear this morning because everything was up and I got flowers and it's Mother's Day and my kids are wonderful. I get it. But, but just for a second, I want you to open your heart to God and really, really, really think, have I done what I'm supposed to to forgive the folks who have sinned against me? Now, Jesus, when he was standing on the cross... As they hurled insults at him, as they had beaten him with a cat of nine tails, and they were, you know, abused him with the, the crown of thorns, and the first thing he said was, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And you say, well, they knew what they were doing to me because they did me wrong. We still should have the, the mantra of forgiveness that when we deal with the folks that are around us. And... If and there is somebody that you just say, hey, look, you don't know what they did, and I cannot forgive them. I'm going to challenge you this morning. I want you to pray for God to help you forgive them. Not on your works, right? Look, 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 if we had to line us up on our own abilities, uh, how many healed, redeemed, Set free, forgiven, no. It's not in your, but you don't understand what they did to me. I don't really care. Did they nail you on the cross? Did they beat you with a cat of nine tails? Did they crucify you in front of the world? Did they, you know, cast lots for your clothes as they were doing it? So I don't care what they did. And, and, and Jesus went through a lot, and, he, and, and Paul too, right? I mean, he was beaten a couple of times and shipwrecked and stoned and everything else. And yet these are the folks, these are the actual humans on the planet who preached forgiveness against your brothers, right? So we're going to go to a parable Jesus was trying to explain to Peter one day. Um, so it's in a couple of Gospels, but it, I like it in Matthew the best. So if you will, the Gospel according to Matthew in chapter 18 everybody know this one all 
Um, chapter 18, verse 21, and then Peter came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times, which I think Peter felt like, that's pretty reasonable. I mean, if they, you really, if they come against me seven times and I forgive them seven times, I mean, Lord, that's a lot, seven times. I mean, seven times they were mean to me, seven times they picked on me. Seven's a lot. And Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. In the old King James, it says seven times 70, right? Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle the accounts. So, so 70 times seven is a lot, right? And then Jesus went right into, how can I explain this to you the best way I know how, right? Let me tell you, at a, the scripture part of the sermon is the easy part of the sermon because it's not me. It's all God's word. It's written in black and white. It's pretty simple. The examples to make it fit where we are, that's tough. So Jesus said, right, there was a king who was trying to settle accounts. And as he began to settle account, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, right? This is all the new NIV. They changed the monetary part. If you do a little bit of research, this says, 20 years worth of salary. 20 years worth of salary. That's a lot. I mean, depending on who you are, it's a lot more or a lot less, right? But 20 years worth of salary. I mean, I don't know how you get in debt 20 years worth of salary. <clears throat> Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children all to be sold to repay their debt. And at this, the servant fell on his knees before him and said, Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. He didn't put him on a payment plan. He forgave it. He removed it completely. He canceled the debt and let him go. But when that servant went out and he found one of his fellow servants who owned him a hundred sil silver corns or denarii, which is about a hundred days labor, 20 years labor, 100 days labor. He grabbed the man and began to choke him and said, Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. And his fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay it back. Now see, here right here is the crux of this whole sermon right here. We have such a debt to Christ that we couldn't even begin to think about how we would pay it back. 20 years salary is not anything anybody's going to overcome. Not only 20 years salary, but how about eternity? This is eternal damnation that there's no way we can overcome. No way. Can't happen. And it was forgiven and removed from us. Blotted away. And if you are... If you or me, every once in a while we have conversations around my house and my kids tell me about things that people do, either them or their friends, and talk about how terrible it is. And I listen and go, yes, that's really bad. And then I think about it and go, I probably could pick one weekend in 1994 where I made that look like child's play. <laughs> and then all semester they did this, this, and this, and really... Whoo, there was a semester or two that, it, yeah, boy. So see, for me, my debt's big. 
Now, y'all's might not be. Y'all might be like Mother Teresa and just walk right on the edge of the line and you just need to save because your mama and daddy had, sa- had, had sinned before you and you'd walk blameless your whole life. And good for you if that's the case. I think you're lying, but, you know, we'll pray for that later. But I, I don't have that problem. I know I have fallen short. I know I have done wrong. I know I have sinned. I know my debt was huge. I didn't deserve paradise. I deserved the bottom of the pits of hell. So if he forgave me for that, it was pretty big. What exactly can I hold against somebody else? And that's the problem. People say, well, you, don't, you know, I'm not God. I don't have to forgive them like God forgive them. I'm pretty sure he said that. Any of y'all ever um, like bought a bag of candy for your kids, like multiple kids, and you, you get the bag of candy, you, you bought it, you went to the store, you got it, you bought it, you gave it to one kid and said, share with everybody else, and they said, no. It's mine. You know that feeling? Y'all heard that before? And you, what, what do you mean mine? It's mine. I, I gave that to you. Man, I can't believe God don't feel like that and when we're talking about forgiveness. You need to forgive them. I'm not. It's mine. I forgave you. I redeemed you. You didn't deserve it. You weren't nice to me. You didn't love me. But I did it for you. Here again, this is all for me, so y'all can just, like I said, smile and wave and and everything will be happy, right? Um, Verse 30 is where we left off. But he refused instead and went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. And when the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged. And they went to their master and told him everything that had happened. And then the master called the servant and said, you wicked servant. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had on you? And in his anger, he handed the man over to the jailers to be tortured until it could be paid back. And all of that is pretty good until you get to verse 35. And this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or your sister from your heart. as granddaddy used to say you can say amen or oh me we are faced with a we are faced with a challenge And, and and look how many of y'all have somebody that has offended you or upset you or bothered you and they may or may not even know it like you mad at something they did 10 years ago and they ain't remembering. They might have not remembered it before dark. You know what I'm saying? They, didn't, they don't even remember. Yet you're toting around that bitter pill that's grown roots down into your soul that has led to you being sour and angry and upset and mad and put out. And every time you see them, you think, that sorry dog, he don't even know what he did to me. Or even if he did. 
Toting around unforgiveness against other people is like taking poison and hoping they die. I told y'all this ain't a fun sermon. We have to go at it, if no other way, if no other way, by faith, I want all unforgiveness out of my heart. By faith. Well, you, you know, are you going to, by faith, all unforgiveness is out of my heart. By faith, I forgive them. Would Jesus say? Forgive them because they don't know what they did. Lord, forgive them if they do know what they did. I don't even care. I want unforgiveness out of my heart. See, and if verse 35 is not enough for you, let's flip over to the gospel according to Mark. Ooh, too far. That's Luke. The gospel according to Mark. <clears throat> and see, we know this, the first part of this really well. We, this church, man, we know the first part of this scripture, like, oh boy, like this is our jam right here. The second part of this scripture, it stings a little bit. So, Gospel according to Mark, chapter 11. And we're going to start with verse 22. Well, probably 20, just where it's in good context. The next morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered up from its roots. So, it's 1120. I don't know if I actually said that out loud. I'm and Peter remembered that Jesus said, what Jesus had said. Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. And Jesus answered, have faith in God. For truly I tell you, anyone says to the mountain, go throw yourself into the sea. And does not doubt in his heart and believes what he asks for. What they say will happen. And it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whoever asks in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. And we stop right there, and it is a man, that is, a, that is our banner. Whatever you believe in your heart and pray for, you're going to have. And you tell that mountain to go find itself into the sea. And if you stop reading at verse 24, it's exactly where we at. Yes, praise God, amen, by faith. Verse 25. And when you stand praying, if... You hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins as well. See, 24, everybody's celebrating. Woohoo! 25. Mm. I didn't write it. Actually, it's in red. In my, it's in red in my Bible. The Lamb of God said it. The Redeemer of the world said it. The author of salvation said it. So you can say, well, I don't know if I believe that part or not. And be fine and do what you do. I'm just telling you what it said. Then if you want to believe in your heart, say to the mountain, be cast into the sea, and do not doubt, you'll have what you ask for. I think it's really difficult to stop at 24 and not at least read 25. And like I said, this is not an easy topic. This is not anything anybody wants to hear. This is the most difficult part of being a Christian. I mean, you know, I guess at a time when they were being persecuted and beaten and thrown in the lion's den and 
tortured and all that. That was probably a pretty tough time of being a Christian. But really, today, are we really being persecuted? In the United States, are we really being persecuted? We live in the freest nation that's ever been. I don't see a single one of y'all that taught y'all, toted y'all's gun in to make sure that the people were going to stop you at the door. You let, y'all left your swords home, your armor home. We just came in like looking like spring, right? We, we're free to do what we want to do. We are free to worship God how we so choose. This right here, this might be the biggest stumbling block for the whole entire Christian body. Not unforgiveness of your sins, unforgiveness of your brother's sins. And see, let me tell you, I've seen it a couple, I've seen it said a couple of different ways, and, and it's some really good examples. But, but there's a lot of folks, right? Maybe folks that used to go to church here who I'm not going to that church because there are some, um, there are some people in there that's just playing Christians. Did I, did I know them? And they don't always act like a Christian. They're not, they're not really, really Christians. And I'm going to tell you, seeing imperfect people in church is no different than seeing fat people in a gym or sick people in a doctor's office. Because if you're perfect, you don't need to come to church. Y'all like the fat people at the gym comment? (laughs) Probably better way to say that more politically correct. Out of shape folks at the gym. Have anybody y'all know ever walked in the gym and said, wait a minute, there are out of shape people here. I'm never coming back to this gym. Walked in the doctor's office and said, wait a minute, there are sick people here. How dare there be sick people in a doctor's office? How dare there be imperfect Christians in a church? There's no perfect Christian. Our goal is to be the best example for Christ that we can be. That we're going to do exactly how he did. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they do. Or even, Father, forgive them, and I think they do know what they're doing. It does not matter. It is tough. And look. There's not a soul in here that their walk with Christ is so sharp that, that, that you just light up the room every time, except for Granny Crick, probably Granny Crick. She lights up the room every time she walks in the room. Her walk with Christ is probably really, really close. The rest of y'all, we have room for improvement. It's how we act and how we walk and how we talk and how we treat people who have come against us. And sometimes we allow that to get really big and visual, right? And, and, and you, you just don't understand. I don't got to understand. It doesn't say, and when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone that they didn't deserve, forgive them. I mean, you don't have to forgive them. We are called that we are set apart, Right? Man, I don't know if I got time. One, one, one more. And, and, and I think this one hits home in the, in the, in the middle of this. Uh, so the gospel according to Luke. So, I mean, almost everything we read this morning has been in red. The gospel according to Luke in the 15th chapter. And, and here's again, Jesus is trying to explain, you know, explain to him what's going on. 15 verse 11. And Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. And so he divided the property between them. And not long after the younger son got 
together all that he had and set off for a distant country where he squandered his wealth and wild living, where he had spent <clears throat> everything. There was a severe famine in the country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to be the citizen of that country <clears throat> and sent to the fields to feed the pigs. And he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. And when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. And I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. <clears throat> I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. <clears throat> so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And he ran to his son. And he threw his arms around him and kissed him. <clears throat> and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm not, <clears throat> man, I'm not worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And bring the fattened calf to kill it. And let's have a feast and celebrate. <clears throat> Should the dad have had some unforgiveness? Should the dad have been offended? I mean, he should have, right? I mean, if you give away half of your stuff and somebody takes it and squanders it and throws it away, living vile and terrible, I mean, you, you would be a little bit upset, right? I mean, if you give your kid a $100 bill and they went to the grocery store and come out with $100 worth of candy, would you, would you be slightly offended? I mean, I wouldn't. I'd just eat half the candy, but I mean, I'm just saying, most of us would be worried about how we spend our money, right? See, so here's the problem with this story. The son who went out and failed knew he needed forgiveness. He knew he needed his daddy. And all the way until 23, all we talked about is how he fall, has fallen, and now he is being celebrated. See, I'm not worried about the first son. The first son, to me, it's easy peasy. He was a stupid kid. He did some stuff he wasn't supposed to do. Reminds me of me. Pretty easy. The second kid, the second kid is where the church sits. The second kid is where the church sits. <clears throat> uh, verse 24, the for the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they begin to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. And when he came near the house, he heard the music and dancing. And so he called to one of the servants and asked, what's going on? And the servant said, your brother has come. And he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he was safe and sound. Verse 28, and the older brother became angry and refused to go in. You forgave him for that? You forgave him for that? 
I've been here. I've worked hard. I've done what you asked me to do. I've fulfilled every obligation you've ever asked me to, and you forgave him for that? See, that's the tough part. Forgiveness doesn't have levels. Well, you know, you had two little sins and one medium sin, but no big sin, so we're good. We are to forgive them as Christ forgave us. And there are a lot of folks that are sitting in the second brother's seat saying, God, God took care of me, but, but, but that's a lot. They did bad to me. I don't want to forgive them. I cannot believe you allowed them to squander that. I cannot allow, believe you allowed them to talk about me, to do me that way, to treat me wrong, to steal my girlfriend or my boyfriend, to, to, to ruin my marriage, to do whatever. And I'm not going to forgive them. Thank God Jesus don't have that opinion. Because I'd have been the servant, right? The first kid was wanting to come back and be a servant. Boss, you just let me work in the field. I'll be happy. Give me somewhere to sleep and eat. And I'll be tickled. Because I know what I deserve. Don't be the second kid. By faith, there's no unforgiveness in my heart. That I'm going to strive that there's no unforgiveness in my heart. That I'm going to pray and meditate on God's word that there's no unforgiveness in my heart. You too. Let's pray. <clears throat> Father God, we just thank you and praise you for this day, Father. We thank you for your word. Father, we know it will not return void. We just thank you and praise you for this opportunity for it to be heard. And we give you praise and honor and glory for it in Jesus' most precious name. Amen.